When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The biggest breaking news stories and outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley-Brewer on Talk Radio. Good morning to you. Thank you very much indeed for your company. Lots, as always, to talk about. Uh, uh, unfortunately, when I, when I sort of complain about, oh God, it's another busy news day, I really wish it wasn't busy with stories like this. Uh, the really just very, very, very disturbing story of uh, Sarah Everard, a 33-year-old who vanished in South London a week ago, walking back from a friend's house at nine o'clock at night. Uh, and uh, she disappeared. Uh, huge search going on. Massive concern uh, among uh, particularly young women uh, living uh, in that part of South London. Uh, but uh, on Tuesday, we did learn that a, a man had been arrested on suspicion of her kidnap. Uh, he was uh, found to be a serving Metropolitan Police officer, an armed officer in the diplomatic, or uh, had actually been working in the parliamentary estate, we are told. Um, and uh, yesterday, uh, he was also arrested on suspicion of murder. And last night, it was announced by the Metropolitan Police Commissioner, Cressida Dick, uh, that uh, remains had been found in Kent and were believed to be those of Sarah Everard. I think everyone's hearts go out uh, to her family, to her friends. Uh, and uh, let's face it, it's, this, is, this is the stuff that parents absolutely are terrified of. Every parent, uh, when their daughter uh, leaves the house and is out and about at night. Well, we're going to discuss all of this throughout the show. Also, the latest on cancel culture uh, and uh, the latest fallout uh, from that uh, Meghan and Harry interview. They are going to try and take as many scalps as they can, are they not? And we're also going to be talking to Labour about their launch today of Labour's campaign for the local elections and the ongoing rounds over NHS pay. Um, So lots to talk about this morning. And joining me for all that chat, I know he's chomping at the bit, is uh, Tom Slater. He's deputy editor at Spiked Online. Good morning to you, Tom. Morning, Julia. Good morning. Let, let's start, if, uh, if we can, with, with Sarah Everard. Um, I would say this was not a case that I had paid uh, very much attention to last week um, when uh, mm. she was a missing person. Uh, it seems, uh, I think, you know, especially online, you see a lot of stories about oh, someone's gone missing, someone's missing, anything, often they turn up uh, or, or there's some sort of family dispute. Or like, and, and it's easy to almost sort of, in the rush of other stories, to sort of to, to just sort of skirt over these stories. That certainly wasn't the case for anyone living in that area of 
South London, where this has been a major issue. Um, uh, you know, leaflets going through doors, up on every lamppost, uh, desperate search for for this this young woman. And then, I mean, every family's worst fear to find that somebody has been arrested on suspicion of murder and that they are searching for remains. We know the search happened in two places in Kent: one, the 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 home of the uh, the man who's been arrested, and also uh, at a site in a woodland where we believe her body has been found. Now, um, the newspapers have got pictures of this man and are naming this man, giving quite a lot of detail. Um, for legal reasons, uh, the, the broadcast media are not, so we are not doing that. So I uh, just want to bear, to bear that in mind. Um, but because he hasn't actually been charged with any crime at this time. Um, what, what's, what, what's your main takeaway from this? I mean, other than obviously just the obvious human instinct of just, just absolute horror uh, at what this family are going through. No, it's so horrifying, like you say, and your heart goes out to, to the family. And it feels like this is one of those kind of almost once in a generation cases, really, which just really seems to strike a chord, really seems to horrify people because of how it is, as you say, every parent's worst nightmare. But also it's something that you can imagine anyone just walking home from a friend's house at nine o'clock at night um, who coming into contact with someone who means to do them horrendous harm. And again, the fact that the person who has been arrested, who's suspected at this point, is someone charged with keeping all of us safe. This is something really horrifying. I mean, it's always worth remembering, as Cressida Dick said yesterday, that the reason these things horrify us so much is because they are so rare, these sorts of cases. But that doesn't take away from, yeah, the immediacy of this and and the shock. I think it's... um, Delivered to people, not just in that part of London, but across the UK. It feels like. Well, indeed, and you know, I, I can remember certainly. I, I spent my formative teenage years in in Bath, in the West Country, and we had a case of a young woman who went missing and was murdered, um, and and that and that you know that dominated certainly all of you know my my teenage years as a time when of course you would absolutely not you know be be walking alone at night uh, in, in a darkened area. Um, this this prompted something of a debate online about women's safety and 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 why should women why should anyone be questioning whether a woman was walking alone and then you know people talking about victim blaming no one here is blaming anybody you know, everyone should have the right to walk anywhere they want at any time and be safe um, i've got to be honest with you i've lived in i lived in clapham uh, for a number of years um nothing in the world and even i live in a very nice area now i would not walk down the road at night it, it, across a common um unless it was broad daylight and there were other people about. Um, and I don't know if I do that just as a woman. I think uh, uh, as a man, I would certainly be concerned if my teenage daughter did anything of the sort. I think, frankly, I'd be punishing her if she did. That's not to say that anyone should be blamed for doing that. Um, the same way, you know, it's not your fault if someone burgles your house because your windows aren't closed. But um, I do wonder whether there is an aspect here that people are missing. And I'm not politicising this at all, but I do think genuinely, you know, she was leaving a friend's house. Now, we know we're not in lockdown. People aren't supposed to be at people's houses. I don't want the circumstances of that are. And frankly, I could care two hoots at all uh, if she's do, doing what do, doing what she was doing to get through the lockdown but I know an awful lot of people are, who, who are walking around at night they are on very empty roads for for me as a woman I am much more concerned about being on an empty road than I am on somewhere busy and by emptying the roads and having no one about I wonder if we are putting the few people who are around and there will be people who have to walk home from jobs can't afford to get a cab uh, can't afford to drive um, and, and they are more at risk because our roads and our pavements and our streets are empty. I mean, that is a concern. I mean, going around London at the moment in particular, and if you are again moving around at night, you do get that sense that because everything is so deserted, there's almost less of that sort of usual civil society around, just people out and about on the streets, that sort of just human being safety net that kind of exists um, if things go horribly wrong. And again, because as you say, even walking around certain parts of London at nine o'clock at night, it's, it's evacuated in a way that it wouldn't be yeah. 
usually. And I think it's interesting you say about the kind of some of the discussion online about victim blaming because I'm, I'm really not seeing any of that at all, to be perfectly no, honest. No, people with you, accusing I, I, people of victim blaming, but actually yes, people exactly. aren't. People are just making sort of comments as human beings about, oh my God, how awful, you know, oh gosh, you know, nine o'clock at night walking around across a common. It is because women don't do that that people are talking mm. about it. Exactly. And I think that's one thing that we've, pro we've already seen really is that this very human, horrendous tragedy, which genuinely everyone, aside from a few trolls, are really shocked by and yeah. expressing concern about it always finds its way into the culture war some way. Oh, it always finds its way into people does. going back and forth. And that's really yeah. depressing. I see what I find really... And I was arguing with quite a few people online yesterday about this. This whole sort of men and violence against women. And, and it's always about men. And, and it's like some men. I mean, and actually, in terms of violence, uh, men are more likely to be victims by quite a long way than women of violence. Um, certainly in street attacks and the like, your, 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 your son is more at risk than your daughter, statistically, of, of a stranger coming up and, 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 and hurting them. Um, and I, I do just hate this idea that, that women are always at risk from all men. Some men are a risk to women and also to other men as well. You know, the average normal man, you know, you, know, you don't go around, you know, doing horrible violence to women. You know, no one I work with does. My, you know, my family, my husband, my brother, my dad, they don't. Um, and I, I, I do hate this idea that, that you know, this is a horrible crime committed by somebody. We don't know whether this person is going to be charged or convicted of this crime. So, committed by someone who, you know, a, a dangerous person. But that doesn't mean that all men are dangerous. And I do hate that we have got into that sort of language. You know, women are at risk from men. No, women are at risk from some men. Uh, completely. And you just, what I don't understand about this discussion as well is how anyone think it's really going to help. Like you see a lot of discussion about there needs to be a conversation amongst men about all of this as yeah. if the individuals involved in this horrendous crime would educate themselves after seeing a Twitter thread and not engage in that kind of depraved, violent behaviour. So yeah. I think it just misses the point of what these problems represent, just tries to fold it into people's pre-existing narratives which I think is very grim when you're talking about yeah. family tragedy at the heart of all Absolutely this. couldn't agree with you more well let's talk about people managing to make culture wars about everything um, uh, Meghan and Harry in that big interview Sunday night in uh, the United States Monday night here in the UK with Oprah um, and the repercussions still keep her coming in terms of job losses we know of course Piers Morgan walked out on his job at GMB on ITV after he was asked to apologise on air, uh, recant uh, Soviet style uh, in a show trial uh, of uh, to, saying he didn't believe a word that Meghan had to say in that interview. This is particularly the issue people seem to be thinking about her, her claims about her, her mental health, uh, feeling suicidal and not being able to seek help. Uh, and also, I think a little bit of it is also about the fact that she's accusing a member of the royal family of being racist and the British media being racist, which ties into the next uh, um, uh, resignation, because not only we discover by the that Meghan actually had made a formal complaint to ITV uh, on the uh, on on the on the Monday before uh, it actually had even been aired in the UK about what Piers Morgan had had to say about her. Um, but uh, the defence of the British media by the executive director of the Society of Editors, Ian Murray, has also now led to uh, his scalp going. Uh, he's now stepping down from the organisation so they can rebuild their reputation uh, after a whole load of people decided that it was outrageous that the man representing the British press should have defended the British press against what I would also regard as totally and utterly fabricated, unevidenced accusations of racism against Meghan. Um, and he's now had to step down because of this. I mean, this is extraordinary. But cancel culture isn't real, Julia, as Twitter oh, tells us. Sorry about that. Let's day. move I mean, on. To, let's go to the travel. <laughs> 
It's amazing how many, I mean, how long are they going to keep claiming that cancel culture isn't real? I mean, how many jobs are going to have to be gone? I mean, this is scalp number two on just the Oprah interview in the UK (laughs) so far. And I think that's what, you know, it's really interesting as well. It feels like with this particular resignation of Ian Murray from the Society of Editors, we've moved into like a new phase. It's not necessarily that he himself has been spuriously accused of some kind of bigotry and therefore has to step down because he fails to take this issue seriously according to the most crazy people on mm-hmm. this particular issue then he has to fall on his sword yeah. as well so you're just seeing this kind of contagion from that interview and I think it's just showing that this is much more this is much bigger than a spat in the royal family really it's become kind of central to cancel culture our yeah. culture all, all that stuff but again it's not that people again he's not done anything wrong he's not been racist himself he's not even defended a racist, which, by the way, he would be entitled to do. Um, He has said that he doesn't believe the British media are racist. Oh, by the way, he is right. The executive director of the Society of Editors, as was Ian Murray, is correct. The British media are not racist. I've worked in the British media. I've been in, goodness knows, too many newsrooms, TV room newsrooms, um, uh, newspaper newsrooms, radio newsrooms for, frankly, most of the last quarter century. Um, and I do not hear people saying racist things or aiming, uh, uh, you know, in any way feeling racist or in any way writing racist copy. I mean, I would say the exact opposite i would say they were far far less racist than than the the average person because of uh, uh knowledge and education and uh and actually you know just frank well not being stupid because basically if you're racist you're stupid i mean i'm sorry these two things go hand in hand as far as i'm concerned but um I just find it extraordinary that, that he is forced to fall on his sword after a load of people. Um, Charlene White from OTV, who was hosting the uh, next awards, said she doesn't want to host those awards if he's still there in the job. And a whole bunch of people said they wouldn't even accept the nominations for the awards and have all walked out. And, and, and they, have, they have given in. I mean, this is so sinister. I mean, I'd never heard of this guy. Most people have never heard of this guy. This is so sinister what's happened here that I, I am amazed that people are not waking up to how dangerous this is. I genuinely think the Cancel Culture Brigade are not going to be happy until every single individual, every single company, every single organisation in this country, an institution, stands up and says, I am racist, my organisation racist, I'm a bad person, and then sits down again. Um, that, that, they literally want us to, to say that. And until we do, we are just bad people. Now... I don't think that's what the British people want. No, not at all. And as you say, you've got to just admit to being the most horrendous individual possible in order to escape this. Yeah. It's completely insane. And I think, especially when we're talking about Harry and Meghan, this idea that the press gave them unfair racist treatment <laughs> is nonsense. There's about five examples always gets traced. Oh, the avocado. Ridiculous than the, the avocado last. and the Avocados. holding the bump. I mean, that's lit- And there's two like male online stories. I mean, literally, that's it. And. These get recycled time and again, wrenched out of context. And as you say, if you're talking about a story about avocados and comparing it to a story about Kate Middleton and avocados and doing some very close textual analysis as to why one is more harsh than the other, you know that you're looking for something where it isn't. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley-Brewer on Talk Radio. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a good review. And don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 until 10. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan 
turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.